Hazel. It's Azura. And I'm Jermaine. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Cleverty's Hush Podcast. Today we're all blinged out and no, we're not going clubbing. It's because we've got a special guest here, Kelly. Hi. So you might know her from Bling Empire. Thank you for coming all the way to Singapore. Of course. You girls look so beautiful and sparkly. I feel a little underdressed. No, your no. face is all you need. <laughs> so Kelly is joining us here all the way from Los Angeles. You are an entrepreneur, film producer. You're the star of Netflix's Bling Empire. So what are you doing in Singapore? To hang out with you girls. Oh, yeah. And, and to eat all the hawker center I can find. <laughs> What's your ultimate like Singapore dish you've had so far? Oh my goodness. Chili crab is always my favorite oh, because you can't get that in LA. Like True. at all. There's yeah. no place in LA. So the one of the things I really miss is chili crab. Mm. Oh, chili crab is so this good. This is not your first time in Singapore, is it? No, I've uh, I actually used to have a place here for two years. Oh. Wow. And uh, yeah, last month I was here was before the pandemic, so it's been a very long time. Wow. So you must have had a lot of local delicacies and dishes. I don't know. I mean I, I, not enough. Okay. Do you want to take me? <laughs> it's never sure. enough. Yeah. We'll take you after okay. this. I feel like the food here, there's so diverse. There's always more mm. things to discover. So every single trip I come here, I discover something new. It's yeah. true. But something that we really love about Kelly uh, is that you're a mental health advocate. Mm. And that's what we always talk about here in Hush Podcast. Oh, yes. And today what we're focusing on is getting out of a toxic mm. relationship. How can you identify that and push yourself forward into the future? I think, you know, getting out of a relationship, one of the things I think is that honor that relationship because for me, I'm, I was very, very grateful for that experience. I wouldn't be who I am today without it. I wouldn't discover therapy without it. Oh. So I think, you know, uh, moving out of a relationship is just really looking forward and then, and then spend the time getting to know yourself and yeah. better yourself. That's mm. so important. Yeah, I think toxic relationships, sometimes you get out of it, you have a lot of hate in your heart. Mm. For you to be able to say that, that's very magnanimous. That's what I think. Mm. Yeah. So after watching Bling Empire and after witnessing your relationship with Andrew, would you call that a toxic relationship? I think back then, I, I was like, no, I don't like the word toxic or mm. even emotionally abusive or verbally abusive. Any of stuff I normally don't like to. But I think, you know, we have to admit that it was toxic. And I don't mean that, like, in a sense that it's not just his fault or my fault in a sense. But, you know, with every relationship, it takes two. And I think one of the things we have to realize that we do have a choice. And, um, you know, a lot of times you, you, it feels really hard. And um, actually, if you guys, it normally takes about nine times to get out of a relationship like this because it's, it takes a many, many times because it's a cycle. You what know? Do you mean nine what? times? Like, it takes nine toxic relationships no, for no, you to no. step out nine of a relationship. Nine times to get out of a relationship. Oh, you know, so you go back and, and forth and back and forth. Yeah. Back and forth, back and forth. And, you know, you have to, you know, realize it is okay, but you do have a choice. Right. You know? so, so, how many times did you and Andrew? I don't, go back and forth? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. But what matters is she's out. Right. I already got my toes too. I can let you in. So, yeah, today it's all about how can we heal from that mm. toxic relationship? Yeah. How can we move on and find a partner that is deserving of you because sometimes I think two people like you said yeah. it takes two right maybe your personalities just clash in a really bad way but maybe you could be perfect with someone else that's right correct so what went through your mind when you decided to hold on to that relationship um, you know I think well here's the thing I think one of the things is that that's very important is that you can't change the other person you know as much as I think a lot of time people want to change your partner you really can't change your partner the only thing you can control is yourself and I think for me is that I um, you know I, I, I learned a lot about myself from it and also I, I do want to remind the you know remind everybody is that um, we filmed so much for mm -hmm. season one but we only have five and a half hours to show mm -hmm. everything right and you know when you guys see the therapy session it was 
three hours long, but what you saw is probably a minute, a minute and a half. And obviously, Andrew and I should have shared a lot of very beautiful moments as well. Like, it's mm -hmm. not just the toxic yeah. part mm -hmm. of it. Um, so that what you saw was only a glimpse of it. Nice. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes when we, you know, use the word toxic, people tend to think that, you know, oh, when you say it's a toxic relationship, people tend to think that it's a toxic person. But I think sometimes you could be perfectly fine as a person. Mm -hmm. But it's just that, you know, this two combination, this two people coming yeah. together, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just like fuel and fuel. fuel Water and fire. Fire and fuel. Well, it's just, you're just fueling off the other person. Yeah. And I think that happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, you know, uh, I have nothing, you know, against Andrea. We, we had a very... Um, I guess like peaceful goodbye, nice. and um, you know, and that's okay. I think it's just a mature way to look at it. Sometimes you can't really force things, like you said. Mm. Two people can be great people, but they're just not really good together. Yes, mm. yeah, that's and true. you have to accept that. So let's bring it to the present, right? Let's mm. talk about where we are at life right now. Let's start with you, Kelly. I mean, I think I'm glowing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I, I, you know, one of the things I, I, I think that. With a breakup, um, you know, sometimes it does get really hard, but do realize, take it day by day, hour by hour, and I promise you, promise you, you will get out of it feeling good again. Um, finding yourself again, it was so important. It was a, the self-discovery journey for me was so rewarding, and because of uh, Bling Empire and because of that relationship, I discovered therapy mm -hmm. and discovered mental health, and I realized there's so much knowledge out there, podcasts, like you guys' podcasts, books, YouTube, um, therapists, there's just so much knowledge out there and then things start connecting. Mm -hmm. And I realized, I'm like, I've spent 30 something years from, you know, with myself, but mm -hmm. I actually really didn't know myself, yeah. you know, and things are unfolding. When things are connecting to me, I'm like, okay, now this makes sense. And spending the time to get to know yourself, it's so important. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. right. That's absolutely true. But, you know, in your current relationship, do you feel like you have better patterns of communication? Mm. Do you feel like you have, like, risen on top of that? Mm. I think, you know, the first thing is awareness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we are wired a certain way from our childhood especially and our experience that we, we had in our, in our childhood. And it's about a, be aware of, like, what is not healthy, the way you mm. react to things. And, and also realizing red flags as well. And then to be able to rewire your brain. I'm like, okay, I normally mm -hmm. react to the situation this way, but it's because da 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 right? And yeah. that's not the right way to react to it. When you keep repeating to act the correct way, mm -hmm. then eventually it becomes a habit. So yeah. when you come out of toxic relationships, one thing that's important is acknowledging yeah. it was, you know, not the best for you, not the most healthy, mm -hmm. but also identifying those red flags, like you yeah. said. Girls, what are some red flags for you guys? Well, I feel like, you know, in one episode of Bling Empire, Kevin was speaking to one of his friends, Peter, and Peter said something that really struck me, mm -hmm. like struck a chord in me. He said that, Love grows in a stable environment, mm. otherwise it's just passion and emotion, yeah. and they fade. And I think that it's very, very important. For me, the biggest red flag is to realise that if the environment that you and your other half are in is not stable, mm. it can crumble anytime. That to me is very, very dangerous. Yeah. That reminds me because I think I saw a saying recently and it says like, you know, if a plant doesn't grow, do you blame the plant or the environment? Right. You know, like something is not nourishing the plant and that's why it's not growing, right? Mm. Mm. I think the funny thing is one, I didn't know the word gaslighting. Yes. I didn't know what that meant. Yes. Okay. I had to Google that actually. 
me. It's the same, same thing. So because after season one comes out, I'm getting people are tweeting and then putting on my Instagram gas. I'm like, what does that mean? Like gas lighting yeah. something? I'm thinking about barbecue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. What went through my mind? Right. So I didn't know. So I had to look at it. But I think finding a partner that can take responsibility yes. is very important. Um, so I think that's a really good thing. I think gaslighting is like invalidating someone's experiences and emotions and um, that's something that I grew up with. You know, my parents would gas... I'm so sorry, Mom and Dad, but you all gaslighted me. <laughs> but you know, you would say like, oh, I'm so upset today and your, your parents would say, no, you're not, you're not, you're just, you know, you're just going through something. And that's something that I found in a toxic relationship that I was in, that I was being invalidated. Mm. Yeah, so coming into a new relationship, I think communication is number one for me. Mm. Yes, especially a lot of us growing up in an Asian environment and culture, our parents often do this to us to try to make us feel better by telling us that we don't feel bad. Yes. Mm. They don't yeah. understand. Yeah. So maybe consciously or not, we may look for certain traits in a relationship without realising it. Absolutely. So, mm. I think the first step is to identify what you don't want in a relationship or what you don't like about your parents' communication patterns with you and not repeat that. But you know, I feel like like sometimes people identify that and they know that, but they sort of subconsciously it? they yeah. just sort of gravitate towards that sort of thing. Yeah. Of course, yeah. and that's that's uh, that's comfort for them, right? For me, like uh, I don't know if you guys uh, heard of a attachment style. Yes. So you know, for me, I had anxious attachment style. It's because. My mom, you know, the Asian, Asian mom, tiger mom, <laughs> nothing's ever good enough, right? And right. then my dad leaving at a young age. So I, I, I when people kind of like not give me the validation or give me the right emotion, I keep chase, 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 yeah. you know? Mm. So I think it's, again, yeah, it's, it's your parents, how you grew up. And then, but awareness is the first step and then yeah. we right. can start change it. Absolutely. And I think, you know, identifying what's good in a relationship can help you as well because you see, you see some relationships where they're like happily ever after. Mm. I think that comes from a place of very strong like trust where anything that they have, they communicate properly. They don't like shout at each other. They're not aggressive because I used to be like this, right? Where I didn't know how to communicate my emotions. No one ever taught me. So I thought it was by shouting because my right. parents used to shout at me. But then I learned that's not very productive. Yeah. I think we, we, we never really learn how to communicate our emotions, at least for me. I, I didn't, you know, when I feel a certain way, I didn't know how to, I didn't have the vocabulary as well to, to like, I feel this way because of this, 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 this. I was kind of like, I'm just angry. I, I don't know. I'm just angry, you know. Or so. Yeah. So I think learning how to communicate emotions at a very young age is very important. Right. As well. So here comes the next question: To what extent should we fix our relationships before we realize that we are not compatible for each other? Mm. Oh. Does it really take nine times, like Kelly said, back and forth, back and forth? I don't know if we can do it nine times, man. I think action speaks louder than words. I think when both people are willing to work on it. Mm -hmm. And also sometimes, you know, you have to realize that they have to do their own individual work. It's not a, it's not, yes, you can do couple work, but a lot of time it's your individual work. So is that person willing to work on himself and, you know, herself? Um, I think it's, it's, and really putting in the effort. So action always speaks louder than words. Mm. And personally for you, you know, what finally sort of clicked for you that made you feel like, you know what, we've gone back and forth and back and forth and this is not working out and this is not good for me. What was that point that made you just realize that you had to do something for yourself? It's funny, I don't even remember. Ooh. I think it's just, you know, it could be a tiny little thing. You're like, mm. you know what, this is just, it's just not working out. And also, I think for me, I've always led with my emotions. So I, I think, like, I was like, this, I don't know, again, I don't know if this is healthy or not, but back then it was very much like, hey, you can hurt me as many times as you want. But there's going to be one time I, I wake up and my mm. heart's not yeah. in it anymore. I always follow my heart if I have to pick between my head or heart. Yeah. Which I don't know if it's smart, but. Uh, <laughs> but oh, so yeah. don't listen to my advice. <laughs> <laughs> I think identifying, like, 
some of your childhood traumas, like you said, your anxious attachment style, that can kind of speak to why you would want to, um, you know, attach yourself to something that may not be that healthy for you. For example, you may remember the good times more than the bad. I have a lot of friends who are in toxic relationships, but they say, but he loves me so much, but mm -hmm. he did this and this and this for me. Mm -hmm. But what about the bad things? Mm -hmm. I think that's something you have to be able to identify. Right, and for a lot of people, they just feel like it's easier to stay in the relationship. Yeah. So I have this friend who has been together with her boyfriend for seven years mm. and everyone could tell that this guy is not good for her mm. since like year three we've been telling the girl to move on just step out of the relationship mm. but her being cursed she's a Taurus she refused because she felt like I have to start all over again mm -hmm. it's tiring yeah. I'll just stay in this relationship it's okay but you know after seven years she decided that she's had enough she still had to start from scratch anyway but mm. yeah. I think it's a happier beginning point Course. Yeah, mm. absolutely. It's uh, never too late because it's always going to... Because I can really relate to that. And especially if we're at an age of having babies, yeah. having kids. Mm. It's a lot of pressure from society, from yeah. family. I, I'm, I'm all about going through hard times together. But it's, there's a difference between going through hard times together and making it worth it than being in a relationship that's not good for either of you. Life is long. Life is, you know, like starting over is okay. I yeah. think when it gets to a point where you're just plain suffering, mm. that's just not good for either one of you. But a lot of girls, they Hold feel on. this sense of like a biological clock. And mm. I think it's quite sad because I see girls in their young 20s and they're in relationships for five, six years, but they don't even think like what's coming, you know, in the future. To them, they're with someone, they're happy, that's it. They're going to have a kid, they're going to have a family because they're afraid to start anew like your friend. Right, so I read this article recently online. There was this guy um, who dated this girl for just two times. Mm. So after the second date, the guy texted the girl saying, hey, would you like to take, thing, uh, take things seriously? And the girl felt that, you know, things were moving a bit too fast. Uh, yeah. So she said no. And then the guy called her out and said, haha, if you don't date me, nobody else is going to date you anymore <gasps> because you are already past the age of 30. And my mom says, for your age, this is the last year you have before you have to give birth to kids. It's oh better for you, gosh. it's better for the family, it's better for the kid. Okay, and the what's girl, this guy's address? Let's yeah. right now. <laughs> exactly. We're going to pause right here. And go Someone in Taiwan here. or China, I believe. What? But the girl got so mad, she, she stopped contact with him immediately and posted this conversation online. Good for to her. Which, yes, many people responded to it and saying that it's good for her. Yeah, I can, I can definitely, you know, um, speak to my own experience of being in, in a toxic relationship. So why I couldn't leave was because we were very codependent on each other. Mm -hmm. We we trauma bonded mm -hmm. and that oh, was yeah. really terrible, right? And when I tried to leave, he actually threatened to kill himself. <gasps> yeah. And 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 at that point, how can you leave? Yeah. If someone's life is on the line, I literally don't know what he's going to do. Right. So, I was locked in there for like another one or two more years until I finally decided I have to go. Mm. Yeah. But when you decided you had to go, did he threaten to kill himself again? But I couldn't do anything about that at that point. Yeah. I had yeah. to do something for myself. Yeah, mm. you're only your own responsibility. Right. You don't, you know, yeah. he's his own responsibility. I also think that sometimes people sort of, you know, they think about the years that they've spent together, like, oh, we've been together for five years, six years. But they don't look ahead and think that you've got another 30 years, 40 years, do you really want to keep staying in this and keep oh. facing this every day? 
right? Yeah. You look back at the time that you've spent, but you've got all that years ahead of you mm. that you deserve yeah. to be happy, right? And you never know, the right person can literally be around a corner. Yeah. You know, things can change overnight as mm. well. So, And you know, since you've mentioned, um, after discovering yourself, after realizing that, you know, these are the red flags, these are the things that you don't want in a relationship, you know, stepping into something new, when you're looking for something new or just meeting new people, mm. what are things that you didn't realize before this that now for you, is something very important for you to look out for? I don't know if it's something that's very like cookie cutter in mm. a sense. I think what the best way to really go about it is when you're bettering yourself, you have a, when you have a higher standard for yourself, right. you're not going to meet somebody who's going to give you a lower standard. Right. Yeah. So mm. that's all that really matters. All you can mm. control is yourself. Mm. So work on yourself and be the best version of yourself and you're going to track that, that, that ver the other version that's good for you. You know, RuPaul always says, if you can't love yourself, how, how the hell, hell are you going to love, love somebody, somebody else? else? And I live by that. I truly live by that. Because I think if you haven't healed your own trauma, you're only going to attract low-grade people, sorry. <laughs> low-grade people. Yeah. yeah. Or people that can fill that void in a sense. But, you know, like, you, you should be a whole. You know, yeah. when you, when you are when you know yourself and spend time with yourself, you, you are a whole. So you're not attracting another half. Mm -hmm. So otherwise, because when you're when you have trauma inside you that's not healed, you're attracting somebody that can that can feel that whole in mm -hmm. a sense. With I don't know if it makes sense that that doesn't no, make no, sense. No, 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 it does, it does, it does. But how has therapy helped you find self love? I think therapy for me is just really about education. Okay. So um, you know, I learned a lot of things about how human emotions work and how mm. traumas work and so when i know the problem then i can i can heal myself but so therapy is just therapy but you got to do a lot of the work on yeah. your own oh, apart of from course that. of course and i think finding a real uh, finding a therapist that works for you is also very very important not every therapist is going to work for everybody so you know um for me I, i've tried different therapists for me like you know there's therapists that just listen to you talk about your problem and they kind of give you your advice you know, what really worked for me was more like educational. It's like, hey, this is the, you know, uh, different attachment styles. There's different love languages, uh, this different codependency. So for me, I was like, I was like, okay, this start making sense. Instead of me just kind of talking about my problems and not really having like a beginning, middle, and end, I kind of know that there's a, there's a course I'm going through. It's scientific. Yeah. You know, it's proven. Yeah. yeah. So for our listeners listening into Hajj Podcast who are looking to find a therapist, what would some advice you would give them? Try a few therapists first, maybe? I, I, I think try a couple of therapists because, mm. you know, it's like a dating process. And, you know, you're like... <laughs> can we swipe on them? Like, <laughs> you know, there's apps right now out yeah. there that, you know, with therapists that you can try. But I think, again, just it's somebody that you feel comfortable speaking with. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, you know, also another thing is that you have to be honest with yourself. Sometimes, you know, when you tell yourself something, you're, sometimes you filter, I don't know if you remember, sometimes you filter your own thoughts. Oh, of course. And yeah. you're, you're like, whoa, wait, wait, hold on. This is the filter version of what I really feel and really think. So you have to also be very honest with yourself. Then you can be very honest with a therapist. Because mm -hmm. otherwise you're lying to yourself and you're lying to a therapist and you're just wasting everybody's yeah. time. Yeah, sometimes I think when, when you want to, like a lot of people pity themselves and make themselves mm -hmm. out to be the victim. You may be the victim, but did you do anything to perpetrate that as well? Yeah. you yeah. you got to look at yourself in a very honest lens. Absolutely. Yeah. I tend to sugarcoat a lot of things, especially 
back then, you know, I, I sugarcoat things, and sometimes, sometimes in my thoughts, I'm like, wait, I'm sugarcoating myself <laughs> yeah. to myself. You're like editing your <laughs> thoughts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So just now we talked about one should love themselves before they can love others. I yes. think we can all agree with that. So let's share some tips from the internet on healing from a toxic relationship. Do not contact your ex-partner. Do we oh all agree on that? Uh, easier said than done. Did you struggle <laughs> not contacting Andrew after the breakup? Uh, no, because for me, I was, I was done, I was done. But again, it took me many times. So yeah, right, the other right, times, right, yes, right, right. You know, mm. Sometimes it's a sense of familiarity. It's a sense yes. of like, this, is, this has been part of your life for so long, yes. right? But to cut off like cold turkey, it is difficult. But mm. I think and all you, you need to do yeah. is have a good support system. Yeah, it yeah. needs to be done. And also remember, take it day by day, hour by hour. And every time you do contact him, just remember you're setting yourself backwards again. Yeah. Oh and you got to restart it all over again. Yeah. Mm. It's like Dua Lipa, one, don't pick up the phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's gonna call when you're drunk alone. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, and maintain a strong support system. Girlfriends that will knock your phone out of your hands yeah. if you try to even call. And I think what Kelly mentioned just now is very true. Don't be afraid to admit what you have been through, mm. your emotions, even if you felt like it was a bad version of yourself. Take that, learn from that, and grow from that. Quick question for the floor. So, based on you know experiences, just marking out red flags and everything. What's a major green flag for you right Ooh. now? I like this question. <laughs> like the first one that you look out for. For me, I think it's somebody who, you know, honor your feeling, who understands yeah. it, who wants to, he might not agree with it, but at least he's listening. Yeah. And that's very, very important to me. I yeah. think someone that can communicate. So if I'm mm. upset, they can communicate through it. They're like, okay, why are you upset? Mm. Can we work on this? And when you argue, it's productive. You're trying to move yeah. forward. You're not just trying to shout at each other because you're angry. Yes, yeah. yes. I feel like discipline is important to me. Ooh. Someone who is disciplined mm. is always looking to work harder and improve themselves. And if I'm with a person of this type, then I can also better myself day by day. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I, love that. I feel like at this point, I think a sense of wonderment, you know, as much as that sounds a little <laughs> fluffy and everything, right? But I think when you have a sense of wonderment, you sort of always want to better yourself. You want to, you mm. know, see the world through like just clearer lenses and not just through like sort of like a tunnel vision. Yeah, and I think mm. that with that mindset, you sort of, you know, want to explore your feelings. You're more open to listening to other people's feelings. Mm. So that sort of like encompasses it for me. I think sometimes you can get lost in a relationship where, you know, you're so wrapped up in each other that that is your whole personality. I, I've seen a lot of people, I've been that person as well, where I've alienated all my friends, right? Because I was in such a mm. loving relationship. But you have to remember your self-identity. You know, I, I don't remember the exact, all the list, but so there's supposed to be seven areas of your life and love is actually only one of it. So if you think about it, it's only supposed to be one seventh of, of your life. The other ones are, you know, family time, career, health. Uh, there's just so much more. So you gotta remember, you can't put so much emphasis on just that one thing. Mm. And your relationship is supposed to kind of, I think it's a very important part, but um, it's supposed to add to your life and part mm. of you, right? So it's yeah. not, it shouldn't just be all of you in your life. So what like empowers you, Kelly, and makes you feel like confident, like, yes, I'm a badass bitch? <laughs> <laughs> when I check my bank account, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Um, no, I mean, you know, no. I, I think, um, I think enjoying my alone time right now. I think that's so empowering for me because back then I really didn't like being alone. Mm. I had a problem being alone. And I, I, I didn't know myself and I, I was always, I would always go out and then do silly things to fulfill my time, mm. you know? And so right now I think like a lot of time I look for being alone. I look for staying home and just 
take a bubble bath, put on oh. a mask, watch some TV, and just, you know, relax. Yeah. That is a good way to increase the self-confidence, you mm -hmm. know, by just being alone with your thoughts. You are clearer of what you want in life. That yeah. scared mm. me, like, once. Mm. A, a couple of years ago, I could never be alone. Just with my thoughts, I would spiral all the way down. Yeah. But now I enjoy that so much. Yeah. Just healing by yourself. Mm. I think that's very important. Yeah. Right, and I feel Jimmy and Zura, both of you are very confident women as well. Aww. Come, so are you. Share with us, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> share with us, uh, what, what are some tips to be confident? Actually, Okay, this is embarrassing to say, but I talk to myself in the mirror okay. um, every day. I do self-affirmation. So like, I if I put, like this outfit, you know, before I came out of the house, I was like, yes, you're a badass. Let's go and kill this. I do that. I love yeah. that. I love that. Great. That's great. What about you? I think as much as Hazel just said that, I think there are times as well that I struggle with it. And sometimes I feel like, you know, people think I'm all that confident. And people think that, you know, I go out and get things and do things and all that. No, but you do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I try to, but I think a lot of times, sometimes I sort of pause and think whether, you know, is it like imposter syndrome? Am I doing something that's not me? Am I just pushing things aside and just pretending to be confident because it's easier that way? Mm. So I, I wonder that sometimes and I think mm. it's, a, it's an exploration, right? Because we all feel that sometimes. But I think at the end of the day, it's um, knowing that no one owes you anything and you don't owe anyone anything. Yes, yes. Yeah. Right. And you've got to do it for yourself because no one's going to do it for you. Right. Yes. And that's yeah. why you got a good support system. Ah, we are giving we her affirmation every time on the Harsh Podcast. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's very important, the, the self-affirmation. Affirmation. Yeah. That's mm. really, really important. No, I used to think I was crazy for talking to myself in the mirror, but apparently more people do it than I realize. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or journaling. Yeah. I think journaling is yeah, very important. Oh, I love, yeah. I love, I love, I love right? writing my thoughts down. Yeah. Yeah. Be just typing it down or just really writing it down I enjoy it a lot yeah and sometimes mm. you look back and you're like oh my god you didn't even you realize things that you otherwise wouldn't realize mm. Mm. exactly exactly yeah. it's important to keep track of your emotions so uh, also a bit embarrassing to say but I have this diary where um, it consists of a mood tracker so every day it gives you like this circle with two eyes and then you have to draw the smile is it a smile is it a neutral or is it a frown mm. so you have to draw the emotions every day and then you can just look back this month have I been more happy than mm. upset or have I just been neutral? Mm. So I think mood tracking is also very, very important. Yeah. What if half of your day was great and the other half was like shit? Then it's going to be like the one straight line. It's going to be like... Oh, mm. oh okay. <laughs> that face, the emoji. You know? mm. Mm. <laughs> I think journaling is one way. Self-affirmations. Mm. I've tried mindfulness as mm -hmm. well. I've tried mindfulness because we are so busy. We're moving around on the daily. We are on like two, three screens at one time. Yeah. Sometimes just lying there and feeling what courses through your body is mm. important. Right. Yeah. Kelly, have you heard of the, the pods thing whereby you throw your phone aside, yeah. you go into this empty room oh. and then you have to sit on a float. You literally can see nothing, okay? Mm. You can't even see your own hands. It's yeah. a dark, dark room and you just float. Sensory pods. Yeah. 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 For an hour. For the, uh, it's, it's, it's salt water, right? Yes. Yeah. Have you yes, tried yes, that? Yes, I actually yes. haven't tried it yet, yeah. but um, it's very popular in LA. Oh, oh is yeah. it? It scares me. It I scares feel like me. I'll have like claustrophobic. Yeah. 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 No, I think it's worth yeah. trying, yeah. So what's yeah, something that you do on the daily? What are your practices, you know, mm -hmm. to make sure you check in with yourself? Yeah, I think uh, one of the things is that uh, 
go on walks with my puppy, Sophia, yeah. and um, <laughs> yes. try not to look at your phone sometime. You have, no. to, you have to take so a break, tough, especially right before you go to bed, like an hour before you go to bed. Um, looking at the news or social media is actually really not healthy for you. Right. Yeah, it's really damaging. And I also read online, um, you know, statistics show that if you read the news upon waking up, mm. it's more likely that you have a bad day because you yeah. might read a very bad piece of news. Right. A lot of bad things going on in this world. Mm. So when you wake up, take that hour, mm -hmm. try not to look at your phone and just go, smell the roses yeah mm. i used to like you know if i had to be somewhere at nine yeah. i used to like really push it. okay i wake up at 8 15 i'll yeah. get outdoor by 8 30 <sighs> i'm on the road yeah. you know because traffic in la is really bad but um nowadays if i have to if i have to leave the house by eight i normally wake up at like 6 30 so i give myself the hour and a half have my morning coffee mm. and just 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 relax you know, and it helps so it, it helps it helps yeah. so much spend time with my puppy and then go on walks and just you know, start your morning a little bit slower, not not jump right into it. It puts you in a better headspace to deal with mm. whatever comes your way as mm. well. Like Kelly today, she woke up at 6 a.m. Oh my goodness. That's I can't incredible. even do that. <laughs> I don't know how. Like, and you must be jet lagged. Like, I can't even wake up at 6 on a regular That's why day. I woke up at 6 a.m. Oh. <laughs> Fair point. Okay, so on this positive note, how can we set expectations for our new relationships with learnings from our past? Mm. What do you girls wow. think? If you can identify what didn't work for you, don't go looking for it. Right. I know, so, like it's I said, some people's, some people's favorite color is red. So that's why they look for red flags. But no, look for green. Oh, no, no. I, not specific. <laughs> But yeah, look she looked right things. at you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Help me. Yeah, look for things that are going to empower you and serve you, especially if you are a career woman, right? You can't be looking for mm. someone that's going to be intimidated by that. What about you, Kelly? How can we set expectations for our new relationships? I think, you know, for me at least, I think don't focus on searching for a new relationship. Don't keep, oh. don't keep focusing on that because just focus on yourself and the right person will attract themselves to you and vice versa. Absolutely. I like yeah. that. I think sometimes people expect too much out of a relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, they fall into something and they expect that person to be everything for them. Mm -hmm. But it's the same way we have like different friends, not say for different purposes, but we go to different friends for different things or, you know, just... It just happens that way, right? And yeah. I think that you can't expect just because you're in a relationship with that one person for them to fill every aspect of your life. Mm. Like, they can't do that. Yeah, and the yeah. same thing what I was talking about earlier is that if you feel whole yeah. within yourself, yeah. then that's okay. You can't, you can't think the other person's going to fix all your problems. That's so much pressure and very unhealthy. Right. Okay, your turn. And I feel like... You must like the version you are when you are with your partner mm. and you must like the version you are when you are alone. Mm. I feel like that's a very good indication of a healthy relationship. Mm. So keep that in mind if you're listening to Harsh Podcast. With that, any last words of advice for our listeners out there? I think getting out of a toxic relationship is not easy, right? It takes a lot of self-work and it's going to take time. I think people yes. don't realise that they want it to happen overnight, instant gratification. But it's going to take you months, maybe even years, but you will get there. Right. Mm. Yeah, I think everything that we've spoken about, it really takes time. Yeah. And that, you know, sometimes some mistakes, you just got to make it for yourself. But after that, sort of learn from it and just realize that, you know, this worked, this didn't. And I think from there, it's for you to grow. Mm. Not for you yeah. to, you know, find someone better or anything like that, but it's for you to grow. True. Um, I think for me, the message is uh, self-love is not selfish and um, be patient with yourself. It's okay not to be okay all the time. And just be kind and patient to yourself. Right. Mm. Moving on is tough for sure, but every small step 
is huge, huge progress. So mm -hmm. just hang in there and believe in yourself. You know, we can speak about our experiences, but I'm not going to speak on behalf of the other people, you know, the, yeah, the other people that, you know, we've mentioned here because they have their own stories, of they course. have their own traumas, and this is just our personal experiences. So we just wanted to yes. make a disclaimer about that. With that, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Cleverty's Hush Podcast. We want to say a very, very huge thank you to Kelly for joining us and really sharing so openly from the bottom of thank your you heart. Thank you so much. Thanks yeah. for having me. Thank fun. you so much. We're on Instagram at itsclarity.co. You can listen to us on Spotify, me, listen, Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to turn on the notification bell. Mm -hmm. Once again, I'm Hazel. I'm Kelly. I'm Azura. And I'm Jermaine. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.